I'm Jules. Grab your favorite drink and join, join us for, for Kongan and Cocktails. Episode seventh month. Ooh. Oh shoot! I didn't even. Oh, my internet seems fine. I mean, it hasn't. Like, I have to change it manually. So. Oh. No, I am going live here. Oh shoot! Am I live? Oh, I'm live. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing nobody's here, you guys. <laughs> Is it working? Is it on? I'm just going to my nose. I love it. I love how we're recording all this, too. This is yeah, fun. Yeah, okay. all this. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Super good. Super, super good. It is. Episode seven. Mm-hmm. Month seven. You said that. I don't Month know if it's on the recording, but it may have. <laughs> say it it's the seventh month, seventh episode. What day is it? It's the tenth, I mm. believe. Damn it. It's all right. So close. So close. <laughs> so close. That would have been super fun. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, Jules and I met sporadically at a kid's birthday party like for maybe five years maybe almost six years six now. years Shoot. I think almost six years yeah and I I remember saying hello to you and knowing instantly that you were like we were meant to be yeah you were like of my tribe but because I was so shy and so taken with anxiety socially um I couldn't say anything more than just like hey what's up and you were the sweetest obviously Anyone who knows Pua knows she's the sweetest, so makes so sense. It's super cool that we were able to connect. I mean, I kind of stalked you on Instagram, so I mean, of Perfect. course, I was going to connect <laughs> with you eventually, but I mustered up the strength. But um, yeah, and so here we are, and I feel like um, we're besties. Yes, I was going to say that, but yeah. I wasn't sure. Oh, Pua! <laughs> <laughs> we're working on Pua's confidence. I Just into, say it. Yeah, I ran into someone at the beach, and she. She saw me and she said, are you Pua? And I didn't know who she was. And I was like, yes, I'm Pua. She's like, you're Jules' best friend. And I was like, yeah, I think so. I think that's who I am. I mean, I, I she's my best friend. <laughs> it was really, it was really funny. That was JC. Shout out to JC. Yeah. She, she actually messaged me today asking about the Kongan water. But she was like, did Pua tell you that I saw her? She probably thinks I'm a creep. I'm like, no way. I'm like, I talk about you. Yeah. So you're, you're a kind of people. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even, not that she was a creep. <laughs> She's our kind of people. She you know, is. Just those weird definitely. people who, not that she's weird, but I'm, I guess I'm speaking for myself. The yes. weird people who aren't afraid to say what they mean or like say hello to someone and because they know them from social media. Yeah. You know? And it I think. It can be a really awkward thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of the weirdos here on Miley. Miley. Maui. Maui. Oh, yeah. Because you have to think outside the box to be here mm-hmm. to plant your roots and to call it life right you have to have a certain way of living because there's not much I mean island life you know there's not much going on in the realms of like clubbing and 
live music yes. and art and stuff like right. this. So it's more like if you like to hide out in nature by waterfall yeah. all day, like that's that's the type of that's people. That's our vibe. That's yep. our vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to interview Julia so that we all kind of get to know her better. Um, yeah. Hot seat. <laughs> so tell me, Jules, where I feel like you are born here. Tell me about your your small life, like when you were little. Yes, little Jules. Jules. Yes, so I was born here on Maui, but left when I was one year old. So I didn't know the island. Um, We moved to Oahu, and that's where I developed an absolute love for all things Hawaii and just the people, the culture. Um, I had... Japanese grandparents that were very much in the community and um, we went to church and there was just this this ohana everywhere we went and um, so that was that was up until I think I was five when we moved off island and I remember we moved to Arizona my parents uprooted us and moved to Arizona which is like hello (laughs) polar opposite and I remember thinking, when are we going to the beach? Where is the beach? <laughs> um, yeah. Are there lakes there, though? There are lakes. There are lakes. And the desert's beautiful, but it's hot and dry, just polar opposite than, than this island life. And I just, I remember never really feeling at home. Not to say that, you know, my, my family provided beautifully. We had a, you know, lovely upbringing. But every summer we would come back and visit my grandparents on Oahu, and oh, it's like I came alive again, you Your know? Roots. Your yeah. Roots are here. Yes. Yeah. You walk off the plane and the humidity hits you like a ton of bricks. And your hair poofs out. Oh, so and it's body. just the <laughs> best. I just remember I was like, oh, I can like breathe freely again, you know? Um, so yes, Hawaii has always been home to me. Yeah, it's not a play- bad place to be. Not a bad place no. to be at all. So Arizona, what what did you what was hmm, what was what was little Jules into? I guess I'm speaking more as in like a teenager. So I grew up. I was the youngest of my family, and I I had older influence that probably <laughs> steered me in a direction of. Uh, getting into trouble but I didn't I was actually pretty good on the surface of things um you know I was I was good in school I was pretty active you know I was in cheer and I did dance and um had a lot of friends and so I liked school for the social aspect of it um and I was good up until about uh, junior year and then I just kind of didn't care anymore right really didn't care anymore you saw into the Yes, there were many things. It's funny how opposite we are because right. I hated high school. I know. It was such an awful experience for me. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, I, I was in it. I was, I was in high school for sure. Um, but looking back, I would never go back. It's funny, senior year, I didn't do anything. I, I switched schools because that's where, you know, the majority of my really good friends were at a different high school. So I switched schools. I quit cheer, quit dance, I didn't do anything, and I just went to school half day, and then... Because you were allowed to, or...? Yeah, like, my credits allowed me to not go for a full schedule, and I just 
enjoy it hanging out with friends, partying, and I was 18, and so my mom never had a curfew on me, so I was out a lot. Wow, and because you had older siblings, you had this maturity probably about yeah. you, exposure to things that maybe a normal 17, 13, 14, 15 year old wouldn't, would really yes. Tell us a funny story about being exposed to something that maybe you Okay, well, so I was, I think I was 14, and my older sister, Leslie, who just moved on island, she took me to a, it was Halloween, she took me to a costume party, and it was a house party, and drinking, and smoking, just all the things going on, and a massive fight broke out. The cops came, it was helicopter, and yes, yes, they they, they called it the ghetto bird, um, (laughs) because it was like a known thing, it was just an easy way to break up the parties, you know, like they flash the the light beam on us, and everybody disperses. Of course, yeah, that's kind of terrifying. It's terrifying, and me as this little person, I'm just like, oh, like, you know, this little human with all these big people around me, and my sister grabs my arm and and we start leaving and someone pushes over the the wooden fence that is like holding up the backyard area pushes that down and everyone just starts fleeing like like ants you know uh being sprayed by bug spray or something and this i just remember this girl there was a fight I, i mentioned that there was this girl that had these brass knuckles punched somebody out oh my god and that was i just that Maybe it wasn't funny, but it was That's, it was wow. it was intense. It was one of those I mean, really intense girl, yes, girl to go through. exposure to that. Knuckles? Yeah, we were we were kind of in a in a I don't want to ghetto s- fabulous. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we were south of the tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But that was just a, an example of the many times I went out with my sister because she was four years older than me and. Um, I was like her little doll. She would just bring her around, and her friends loved me. And um, yeah, we got into trouble. Oh my I, gosh! Yeah, Leslie doesn't seem like um, a person who gets into trouble. So I'm excited to meet you, Leslie, one of these days <laughs> soon because now you live. On I the love island. that you just said that. Um, she was maybe one of the most rebellious out of oh, all really? of the siblings. Really? Maybe not. I guess maybe my my oldest sister Carrie was, but yeah, she she definitely had her fair share of mischievous acts. Wow. <laughs> but you wouldn't think it. Right. She's very well put together. She's very poised and great mother and wife now. I mean, I feel now. like oftentimes we go through this like, you know, washing machine cycle through high school and we yeah. come out a little well adjusted. Oh yeah. For the most part. Hopefully. <laughs> Especially with kids, the kids kind of help us calibrate ourselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, after high school, did you go straight into college, or did you know, like, did you have an idea? You know how some people go to school, and they're just like, I know what I'm going to do, and they go to, they go to college, and they already have their path kind of cut out. I wanted to be a food critic. Oh, yes. Of all things. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love food eat. so much <laughs> that that is what I wanted to do from an oddly young age I was like I want to be a food critic you get paid to do that sure um, and I liked writing so for me I found out that you go into journalism to do that so I went into journalism minoring in communications I went to a community college to start off and um, and then I met Jeremy my husband um, oh 
Tell us how you met. We met through two of our best friends were dating each other. And I think we were asking, um, my friend wanted to meet, wanted me to meet the guy that she was dating. And I was like, we'll tell him to take us skating because we wanted to learn how to skateboard. And so we met up with him and his friends and Jeremy was in the mix there. And I remember seeing him and we, at this point in time, it was MySpace was all the rage. So I stalked his MySpace and saw that he had gotten the islands tattooed on his ribs. And I was like, hold up. Oh, wait a minute. Who's this, this guy? Um, and I remember thinking I had always been in long relationships in high school and just always in a relationship. And so with this guy, I was like, he'd be fun to just hang out with, you know, casual. Like I didn't think it would be anything basically. And then, um, yeah, I mean, because we connected through the islands and we actually are both born on this island few weeks apart, um, wow. it was just, it just kind of made sense yeah, and we fell into it. Yeah, that? I love, you know, I always imagine, we have this visualization of all of us being these colored dots and then we move through the earth, you know, throughout time, moving this way, moving that way, um, and we leave this trail of our color and how they interweave with each other and how you know you and Jeremy were born on the same island and you went to these different spaces and came together in Arizona I know of all places it's so random but yeah we connected and and just kind of fell in love pretty quickly and about six months later we were pregnant and so I stopped going to school and um so what was that like being you were 20 at the I was 20 at the time. I had just turned 20 and was parting my face off at the time, you know, just living it up. And we found out we were pregnant and it was just very shocking, but obviously not. I mean, you know, um, we, he knew where I stood as far as kids went. Like I firm believer in, um, in providing the life to these babies and so we had a lot of backlash from family and just people that were like you're how old and you guys just got together and you're gonna have a baby like that sounds horrific people used to get married Uh, at like 14 and have children at you know 16 18 like back in the day i know so we yeah we yeah the the thing about jeremy he was always super supportive with whatever it was that I needed or wanted right. and yeah he we both grew up really quickly basically oh, yes. yeah yes. you're gonna have to when you, you have, have a to. little person in your life yes so yeah he um he ended up getting his associates and I stayed at home with Miley and um eventually we moved to San Diego when she was I think two and just one step closer to Hawaii you know just getting to, to the beach um, warmer, warm. Or, I don't know. It's, it's a little, it's cooler. It's cooler than Arizona, but um, it was just our way of getting some space and create, starting the start of our life, you know, yeah. together as a family. So cool. Oh, Miley is such an amazing human. She's about 15, 14 now. She's and the best. She babysits my kids a couple times a week, and she's just such a straight shooting person so smart so much love so kind so gentle yes very mature um you know we took her (laughs) we were so young right so 
we didn't have friends that were parents yet. So she went to all of our friends' hangouts and shows and, you know, you name it. She was in the mix of, you know, a pretty mature lifestyle. So she just knew how to interact with adults. Like, she wasn't around kids, really. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. And she's homeschooled also. So yes. she has this, she can hold a conversation with with people of all ages. Yes. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing to, to watch her and see the elements that just shine naturally yeah yeah so when you had kai because um jules also has a nine-year-old was that a planned it was more planned yeah Yeah. we had we after miley you know being so young we weren't sure if we were gonna have more we were like fun is good (laughs) we're busy um but then miley started getting to the age where she was asking for a sibling and yeah, you know, Miley turned out amazing, so we were like, it would be kind of fun to see what another (laughs) one would be like. Um, So we definitely weren't not trying, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, totally. Totally. And, yeah, it happened pretty quickly, and Kai came along, and, um, yeah, then then there was four. Yeah, there was four. Yep. And she's she's the cutest. Oh, she is. Such a sweetheart. She is, her and Miley are so opposite. Miley's very, like I said, mature and just methodical and um, a little more reserved as a child. And Kailani was just, go get them. Like, don't stop me. (laughs) No No fear. You know, we lived in Ocean Beach, San Diego, where Sunset Cliffs was like our go-to spot just to like check out from reality and obviously to watch the sunsets. And she would just run up to the edge of the cliff. And I like funny. like like I'd get her out of her car seat and I couldn't grab her fast enough. She oh would my just gosh. she would just run to the edge and just go whoop. I don't know how you couldn't have a heart attack. Almost did every sure single time. Yes. Sure and it was it was always this like it almost felt like we were always like having to scold her because we were like, We need you to know your boundaries and she would just <laughs> Like snicker, they, these faces that she would make. It would her just face. Oh, her Popeye face. She would just, yeah, is what it is. You know, I. It, yep, that that's was so that's awesome. Kai. I feel like you know, with the older child, they are more cautious and they are more reserved. And the second one, you know, because they have this older one to kind of follow along and learn from. Yep. They have less reservation. Yes. They have more. Um, well, less of the fear. Yeah. Like they see the big one doing it, and they're like, I can, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, don't stop me. Yes, that's definitely Kai. So what brought you folks finally to back to Maui? We were, I think it was our sixth year in San Diego, and we were busting our asses off. You know, both of us have been in the service industry forever. Um, that was the one job that could provide the income and allow us to be flexible with our schedules because we never we never did daycare, we never did babysitters, like one of us was always home with the kids. So, um and that must have been hard. Oh my gosh. Kind of like ships in the night, like I mean, you folks not passing on the night. baton yeah. always. Um so yeah, it definitely had a toll on just our dynamic and um so when we it just hit us. We were like, we're working our asses off to be here. It's expensive, you know. Let's just work our asses off to be where we really want to be, right. which is It's Maui. expensive to live everywhere. Yeah. We might as well be where you are happy in your heart. Yes. So that was one thing that we, I think, 
have always aligned with Jeremy and I is just quality of life and location was extremely important for that. And so San Diego was a hopping, you know, a hop away from Arizona. We weren't quite ready to break away from the family yet um, on like that grand scheme. Um, and then, yeah, and then six years in San Diego, we were like, let's just do it. Let's just go. fucking do it. And Jeremy's dad lives here and his stepmom. So it was, we knew that we had a place to land um, to get our footing and, you know, make it work. Wow. Amazing. Yes. That, that trust, that level of trust in yourself and in just, you know, God or the universe yeah. and source and just. It takes practice. It does. <laughs> it takes a lot of practice. Um, I'm, I'm more so the one that's like, let's just do it. Let's just go. And Jeremy was like, the let's be practical. Right? <laughs> let's be realistic here. Well, because I feel like men, they, in, they have this innate feeling to protect and yes, provide. And so yes. he wants to make sure that everything is all set up. Exactly. Nothing's going to fall Yes. And stuff. So I basically was waiting for him to give me any glimmer of a green light. And then I was like, go time. Like, <laughs> I'm going to book the tickets. I got to set up. I already messaged your dad. Like, we're doing it. Um, he was always like, wait, like, we just talked about it last night. Like, how are you? Like, how did this happen so fast? But I knew if I gave him give too much time. Exactly. If I gave him too much time to think about it, he'd be like, let's wait a little He'd bit longer. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'm so happy that you guys ended up here. Yes. So. When you came here, you went into server life, but I know that you have an entrepreneur's spirit about you. Yeah. Tell me about some of the businesses that you... So... I know you did a swimsuit. Yeah. So when I was in San Diego, I was I was literally brainstorming how I could get us to Maui faster. And I was like, how could I provide and work from home and still be present with the kids, but still like earn an income that would allow us to like break free of this cycle here and just go? Um, so I was like, I'm going to start making bikinis because bikinis were like all the rage, you know what I mean? Like, well here, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously in San Diego, but like the designer bikinis were like super prevalent and you could make a lot of money off of some little fabric, (laughs) the littlest fabric. Um, little did I know that it takes a lot of work to create. And so I did it though. I got a sewing machine. I took some lessons. Wow. I bought the fabrics and I started making. I started creating. Do you still have some of these? I'd love I to see them. do. Yes, I could show you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was going for it in full and people thought I was crazy and, you know, but I just, I, I so badly wanted something. And um, it took up so much of my time though and you know when you don't know what you're doing like it isn't perfect you end up working a lot harder for very little exactly you don't have a plan or you don't yeah exactly but we did a photo shoot we did um a launch date we I had a website going I did it all and then I just froze because I was like oh my gosh I'm actually getting orders in like how am I going to actually execute this right. as a single one person business? Um, so I I fulfilled one order and then the rest of it, I was just like, I can't actually do this. Um, and that was right before we decided to move out here. Okay. So that was my one entrepreneurial journey that like really just, it, it put in perspective like how much work you have to put in to run your own business and to then actually succeed at what it is that you're doing um and it kind of scared me off yeah it's people people downplay how much work it actually takes to 
it's you you get into entrepreneurship to live a, a freer life mm-hmm. but in the beginning especially in the beginning yes. there's so much effort that you need to put in yes that it's almost like working two full-time jobs yeah you know oh yeah and then you're a mom on top of it so yeah. it's it was oh my goodness it was impossible it really was so yeah I hung up the suit life <laughs> in that realm I'm like I'm just gonna buy suits um yeah that so, was that so you were working as a server for a while so mm-hmm. and now you're in an adjunct entrepreneur I am yeah or an adjunct distributor yeah what was it that called you to this so when we got here on Maui, you know, both of us went into the server life again. And I just remember feeling like so def- <clears throat> deflated, like, is this ev- like, is this really what I'm going to be doing? Um, and I decided that I was going to go towards something that actually meant something to me that like would fulfill more of like my purpose and align with something that I was passionate about so I started working at a health bar because I was eating vegan I was eating clean it just didn't seem right to be serving people burgers and fries and beers and you know um it just didn't align so I my husband once again supported me in leaving my good paying server job to go to a you know minimum wage starting off position at this health bar um, and it's something I, that you can feel good about it. Exactly. So you're having purpose. Exactly. What you're doing. Exactly. So I worked my way up through that and um, became the GM within a couple of years. And then it was like that middle management position. Um, even though I really loved what they were doing as a company, it was extremely draining and stressful. And, you know, everyone comes to you for everything, you know. The owners come to you. The people, yeah. uh, you know, everyone you comes to you. You have to fix all of everything. the relationships. Yeah. Yes. So the hours that I was spending there just wasn't adding up in terms of what I was getting in return. And my health started to take a toll. My stress levels were at an all-time high. I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to with my family as much. It was like I was always working And so I went back to server life once again and decided this is the last serving gig I'm ever going to do. I won't be here for a year. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was like, there's no way I can stay here for a year. You declared it. I declared it. It was known. I was like, whatever it is that's going to come my way, I know it's right there knocking on my door, but I don't know what it is. So how long was it before that your eyes were open to this? So for Kong and Water, like I had started following um, the person that I purchased from Kelly. I was following her on social media for two years um, before I actually reached out to her about the opportunity with Kongan. Um, but it wasn't until that moment in time when I was working at this other restaurant that I was like, okay, I need to do my research. Like I can't just expect something to fall into my lap. So I asked some questions and um, I saw some videos on the differences of the water and I showed my husband, so showed Jeremy, and he was like, well, this is something we should do. And for him to give the green light on anything like that, that takes a lot. So I knew right away I had to Jump on on that. Once again, I I can't let him wait too long to think about it. 
Um, and so I bought the, yeah, I met up with Kelly. Um, she let me try the water and I immediately felt a difference. Like with that first glass, I remember downing it and she's like, Oh, I brought you another one. So I, and then she gave me some to take home and I was sold. I was absolutely sold. I started researching the company. I started researching everything that I could find on YouTube or on their website. And I was like, this is real. And they're originated from Okinawa, which my mother is Okinawan. So for me, I was like, all the signs were aligning. And I was like, this has to be it. Mm -hmm. So I invested with the K8 first. And at that time, like buying the trifecta with the Inespa and the Ukon was like, no way. $10,000? Are you kidding me? I'm just barely... Yeah. I thought the K8 was only 2000 So when I found out it was 5000 I was like, wait a minute, what? I have to readjust. Um, Yeah, and it was just... Everything just kept falling into place to where um, I eventually invested in the trifecta, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be at the restaurant much longer. I just know this. And... I never looked back. No. I remember it was Halloween, and I my, my family was coming into town, and so I wanted to request off that holiday specifically because um, we were all going to dress up as... And this is 2019, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We were all going to dress up as... Um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan costumes. Yes, you're so cute. I love that. Um, and so I requested it off, and I got notification from my manager that... Unfortunately, you're one of the newer staff members. Um, we have a policy that you can request your two favorite holidays that you want off during the holiday season, and you may or may not get it. And I was like, okay, but I need this date. Like, I need Halloween off. Like, this is, That's I'm not, mandatory. this is, and my family, my family's coming out here. This yeah. is a big deal. Like, this is everybody. So if you're not going to give me that time off, then I quit. So I quit a lot sooner. <laughs> I quit a lot sooner than I had anticipated. My husband had no idea. I was just like, I turned in my two week notice, and he was like, "What?" I feel like when you let go of something, the thing that you want has more space to come. Exactly, it opens more doors. Right. You so, know? what did you see with with Enagic and becoming a Kalinga Water Distributor? What What was it going to offer you? What did you see within it that really made you feel like, fuck, this is it? Freedom. Freedom. Across the board, freedom. I, I saw, I needed it for my health. I was really feeling kind of, I was out of place because I was, you know, relatively active. I was eating healthy, but still there was these elements about me that were triggering and I, my health was not in the place that I thought it should be. So when I saw the water and I was like, of course, water, like water matters. It, <laughs> it matters so much. So not only did I see an opportunity in up-leveling mine and my family's health, I just, I saw the type of income that was possible with this patented compensation plan. Um, living so close to the ocean, representing something that was sustainable, that was really important to me. So just, it checked off all the boxes, but the, the biggest factor that I knew I was going after it for was freedom of schedule, of wealth, of, you know, just designing my life the way I wanted to um, with this type of income. Yeah. All of that. You know, we all need a vehicle to get us to that 
place in life that we really want to be mm-hmm. and you found it you know yeah. and everybody's vehicle is different but this is hey. oh, such an amazing hey. vehicle hey. hi Bindi meow um, <laughs> so I want to ask you as we're nearing the end of, of this session what is the vision that you hold for yourself in the future hmm. one quick insert I want to say is when I first um started working with Julia I had this dream not while I was sleeping daydream of Julia and I working together and being um, I don't want to say the mothers but like the founders of this amazing collective of people this I saw Julia with this root system of just so many people connections within her team and inspiring so many people and me sitting alongside her and just kind of inspiring people to just live and go after their dreams and and that's actually coming to fruition it has mm-hmm. and it's like slowly building right now yeah um, which is the limitless collective mm-hmm. such an amazing space if you folks don't know what it is check us out on Instagram it's at limitless collective um, but what are your visions for the future? Like, what do you see? Hmm. I guess, what, where do you see? What do you see your days looking like? So I definitely, I had the same vision as you did. When I first started this, I definitely saw me and a partner in this business running calls and really helping people step into their leadership. I just, I wanted to be a voice for that. Um, I had no idea it would come this quickly, but it just naturally evolved, and you were naturally that person with me. So it's it's been it's been amazing, and uh, to reflect on that is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so looking forward, oh my gosh, the the visions change frequently, but it it keeps with the theme of being of service and really connecting with people on a global level. Like I see travel in our future and I see Japan in our future. I see taking our families on these adventures because we can. I see the collective growing in just such an organic way that you know we have the capacity to connect with these amazing people that give us a reason to travel to locations we maybe had not have had we not been introduced to these people. So that is what I see. I see travel. Um, but I also see a lot of work being done here on the islands. And I see us being voices because we've been practicing using our voice for for a year and a half, two years now. And I think holding the space. holding space, holding space for people and really helping them see um, the high energy that we should all be embodying and, and to see the power that they actually hold. truly hold yeah and this water does that for people because it's turning them on in ways that they've been oh. shut off decalcifying the pineal gland exactly Jeez, exactly so <laughs> so that's what i see it all incorporates in the bigger picture and i just i'm excited so beautiful Yay. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you're a part of this so, journey. I just want to conclude with I'm so grateful for you being in my life and just for the amazing person that you are. You're such an 
intelligent, inspiring, like strong sister. And I just, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Pua. <laughs> I love you. I am eternally grateful. And I don't, I don't know if I would be this far without you. I mean, I wouldn't. I would not. You know, it. It's better together we rise. Always. Together we rise. Right? Together we rise. With, with the people. Takes we a all. village. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Cheers. Thanks, Pua. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make sure to check us out on Instagram, The Limitless Collective, or Kangen and Cocktails on Instagram. And um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Pua. We'll talk with you soon. Aloha. <laughs>